fearless faith. Look at this next verse. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, I love this. Let me, let me read this a different way. The moment that Daniel found out that they put a law in motion that said, I can't pray to my God, he went home, he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. What does it say he did? Does it say when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went and hid? Does it say that when Daniel heard that there was a law saying he couldn't worship his God, that he immediately started to tremble with fear and anxiety and say, oh God, what am I gonna do? No, no. Daniel went and did it anyway. Think about this. Think about how easy it would have been for Daniel to hide this. Have you thought about that before? How easy, we're not talking about playing worship music, we're talking about just praying. How easy it would have been for Daniel to hide the fact that he was praying. He could have prayed silently. He could have closed the windows and locked the door. He could have changed his routine. He could have prayed at different times. But instead, as soon as he found out that it was against the law to pray, against the law to do what God told him to do, he went home and did it anyway. I love that. Daniel looked at what was being asked of him. He looked at the state of the world around him and the direction it was going, and he said, you've got to stand for something or you will fall for anything. Daniel said, I see where this is headed. I know exactly where this is going, and I am drawing a line in the sand. He threw his windows open. He got on his knees. He prayed to God, and he let the world know, my allegiance is with God, not with the government. Oh, my allegiance is with God, not the government, not the establishment. That's where my allegiance is. Even if I go to a lion's den. Daniel said, you can pass laws. You can write up legislation all you want. But at 12 o'clock, I got a meeting with the Holy Ghost and there's not a thing you can do to stop it. I love that. Hear me. This message is not about prayer. Prayer is a big part of this, and it's a big part of our Christian walk. But this isn't about prayer. This is about one man taking a stand and saying, absolutely not. I will go no further. Daniel was high up in the government. Think about this. He was going to become the president. Think of all the, 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 the bend and the flexibility this man would have had to have. At one point, Scripture says he was put in charge of all the magicians because they couldn't interpret the dreams of the king. Think of all the stuff that Daniel had to endure, the patience he had to have. How easy would it have been for him to give in? He said, absolutely not. I want you to think about this. There are teachers, there are teachers in this country tomorrow that are faced with losing their job because they're faced with the choice of calling a child by their God-given identity or referring to them as a cat. As a cat. There are men walking into women's locker rooms. There are men joining women's sports, taking scholarships and championships from ladies that have worked to earn it. And we're being told it's okay. 
It's a problem. 1,500 miles north, our friends in Canada passed a law. They passed a law. It's called the conversion therapy ban. Have you heard of it? Let me tell you what it means. Any pastor, any counselor, any parent that does not affirm somebody's selected gender identity, they go to prison. That's a law. Guess what? Their own kids included. There is a man that is facing prison time because he took his child to the doctor. She said, I feel like I want to be a boy. It was a girl. He took her to the doctor. The doctors wanted to give her, they were going to give her hormone therapy without even talking to him, without even asking him. He stood up to it, and now he is facing a trial. Are you seeing the problem with this? The next generation of this church, our kids are being thrown into the furnace. They are being thrown into the lion's den and indoctrinated with political ideologies that tell them who to be and what to believe. And if we don't teach our kids who Jesus is, somebody else will teach them who he isn't. <laughs> Folks, it's happening right now. I want you to hear my heart. Please hear my heart. There is nothing I love more than getting into the word of God, having the Holy Spirit speak to me and give me a message that you can leave here and, and, and be encouraged with. But listen, the time is now. There is something happening in our world and God is saying, church, you've got to wake up. You've, and I'm not talking about just coming to church. I'm not even talking about joining a small group. I'm talking about getting your voice back outside of these walls. You have to get your voice back, guys. We cannot sit back and bow before this image. We cannot sit back and fear this image that society is creating. We cannot rationalize our way out of this one anymore. We can't just turn around and hope it goes away. It's not going away. It's happening, it's happening right now. Not tomorrow, not in the future, right now. And you and I are the church. We are the light in the darkness standing in the enemy's way. You cannot have convictions on Sunday and then compromise them on Monday. You can't do it. You can't have convictions on Monday, on Sunday, compromise them on Monday, and then we'll pick them up back next Sunday. And then when I go to work, I'll be quiet because I just want to avoid confrontation. We have to get our voice back, church. And, and I am not an anarchist. Please hear me. Please, please hear me. I'm all about doing things with grace, doing things with truth. But there does come a time when the church has to start getting loud. The church has to start making some noise. Maybe it leads to a lion den, but I am doing it anyway. I'm a lion. I'm not a sheep. Oh, I'm a lion. My God is the lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm a lion. I'm not a sheep. You're not taking me to the slaughter. You're not taking my kids to the slaughter. I'm standing up. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. We are coming to a crossroads, a place where we will have to choose between fearing man or following God. Why is it fair that everybody in this book, the apostles that we read, the epistles that they wrote, were all martyred except one they all died a martyr's death except one, and somehow we think we shouldn't have to face any persecution? 
No, absolutely not. The time is coming. The time is now to stand up. Listen, Daniel is showing us that taking a stand does not mean hiding and hoping it goes away. That's what Daniel is showing us. He's saying it doesn't mean remaining silent on current events in the name of not offending anybody. Being a committed follower of Christ means living with fearless faith. Say it with me, fearless faith, regardless of what happens, regardless of what tomorrow holds. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord and we will speak the truth. They found Daniel praying anyway. Oh, y'all, I'm fired up about this. 